Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, we're analyzing Mayor Mike Johnston's plan to end homelessness. This state of emergency that he declared on the first day of becoming the mayor, he has decided it's the top priority he's going to address is the homeless problem in Colorado. And like I mentioned before, if this sounds familiar, it has because Mayor Hickenlooper tried to end homelessness back in 2006. Mayor Hancock tried to address this. And now Mayor Johnston is providing commentary and analysis for us today is Dr. David Cotter, the dean of the School of Theology and professor of New Testament Studies in the College of Undergraduate Studies at Colorado Christian University. And Dr. Cotter works with students to serve the homeless down in the city of Denver. It is a strategic priority of Colorado Christian University to impact our culture in support of compassion for the poor. And as Dean Cotter just brilliantly mentioned during the previous segment, These are people worthy of dignity. So we're not going to ignore them. We're not just going to allow them to be addicted to drugs and to waste away their lives. We as Christians cannot do that. But the solutions proposed primarily by the left has seemed to exacerbate the problem as opposed to alleviate the problem. So, Dr. Cotter, you are actually working on the streets. What do you see down there when you're down there with students from CCU? Well, Colorado Christian University students for more than 25 years now have been working down on the streets of Denver, Colfax, and some of those places. And for the last five years, I've been uh, the faculty advisor. So it's a student-led ministry. Every week, 40 or 45 students are working down there, working one-on-one with homeless people, Bible studies, and things like that on the street. And, you know, what we see is the problem is not lack of housing. If you give someone a house, that doesn't solve the other problems. The steps, as we see it from a secular perspective, is the first thing to do is get sober, get over drugs. The second thing is to get a job. And we see people on the streets who have day work, and there's dignity in work, and then get off the streets. So the steps are get sober, get a job, then get off the streets. And if you reverse that order, you can spend a lot of money to help people have a place to, to continue their drug addictions and to you know avoid working and, and losing the dignity associated with that. As you're ministering directly to people down there, especially, I would say, in the last 10 years, and granted, you've been the faculty uh, liaison for the last five years. Mm-hmm. But it, it seems like our culture has kind of accepted drug use yeah, and and just g- giving people permission to do that. And so when you're ministering to people, how do you get them to want to break free of that drug addiction? Well, that's where that's where the gospel comes in, uh, the gospel mm. of Jesus Christ. And so that's why we can provide unique solutions as Christians. So just picture this. So four or five students in a team, they have backpacks, they're, they're prepackaged food and, and bottles of water, and they are going downtown to the same two or three or four blocks each week 
getting to know the names of the people. And so they return week after week. And, and one time we just heard say that nobody ever addresses these homeless people by their own names. Hmm. And week after week, we are there. So others just ignore them or don't treat them as human beings. And we think that's the place to start. Um, not only do we give them food, but we pray for them. We want to we want to have a gospel conversation with them. And uh, yeah, that's that's the beginning of the process. Does it work? Uh, yes, we see people who accept Christ. We also see Christian brothers and sisters who are enchained to addictions that are on the streets. But then we also work in uh, a place called the Forum, which is Section 8 housing. And uh, so people who get off the streets, um, we have a Bible study, and we see the same people week after week and, and see them grow. I'm struck by people that have found a place where they're literally living on the streets, living in squalor. It's a long pathway to get to that. Um, we often don't talk about this, and, and in my analysis of Mike Johnston's plan, he doesn't get into this idea, but the notion of social capital. So if any one of us faced a crisis, a, a loss of a job or a health crisis, you have the average person has probably a pretty robust network that's going to come alongside them of parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, classmates, fellow employees. I mean, you start to map it out. It's a pretty big network that would come alongside and say, I'm here to help. We'll do yeah. meal trains. You can sleep in my basement. We'll watch your kids during the day so you can go find that job. You know, all the things that you need to, to be successful. People are there. But by the time somebody is at the point where they're living in a tent down off of Colfax, they're either willingly rejecting all the help. They just don't want it. They're like, that. Th that's actually the lifestyle I want. I want to live in a tent and I want to do fentanyl. And I want to just finish out the rest of my days that way. Or they've burned through all the social capital to where they have nobody that's willing to help them. And there's probably a mental health crisis there. Can you talk yeah. about the, the fact that when those people reach that point, they're, they're literally out of social capital? Yeah, I think, I think you're correct correct in capturing that. Let's just talk about both ends of the spectrum, because, you know, in my time on the streets, we, we see people who've been there for 10 days or two weeks, and these people are just mourning the loss of their lives. You know, the, the cost of housing is so high that it, and people who live paycheck to paycheck can find themselves on the street rather quickly. And that's just a devastating uh situation for them. But you're also, um, on the other end, uh, we talk to people who've been 10 or 12 years on the streets of Denver. It's a lifestyle. The Colorado Coalition for the Homeless says that 90% of the homeless would like to be housed, but that leaves 10%, as you say, out of 40,000, that's 4,000 people who just enjoy the freedom of that lifestyle and no mortgage payment, and they get by, you know, year after year, and the drugs are a plenty, you know, plentiful in our city. So it's really the people in the middle that we try to work with who want to be housed, 
who've been on the streets a year or more. And um, yeah, that's where we can we can help them. So, it, is it worth creating these social programs and and having the government run them, or is it more efficient for faith based organizations to provide the care? Absolutely, faith based organizations because it really. The, it, when we talk about get sober, get a job, and get off the streets, it's really the gospel of Jesus Christ that sets people free from sin and addiction and things like that. If that life change happens first, then people want to work. And unemployment's so low. Home Depot is paying $21 an hour to work on a loading dock. That's $42,000 a year. I mean, if you're sober enough to keep that job, that's that's the ticket to be off of the streets. Um, but let me, you, you mentioned drug use. I can't just say that. Cause, you know, when we go down there, we used to just find people, you know, non-responsive, just dead drunk. Uh, I shouldn't say dead drunk, just, just passed out drunk. And we'd call an ambulance or call, you know, the, the people to come help them in, in that case. And then marijuana was legalized, so we find that much more abundant. The whole street smells like that. But since the advent of fentanyl just about 18 months ago, that's where you find people non-responsive. Uh, and add to that xylazine, which just destroys people. That's only been on there about four or five months now. I mean, we, we find people dead on the streets. And, and that's You find on people the, dead on the streets? You guys do? Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. And so you call the police. They call an ambulance. They try to try to resuscitate the person. And, um, yeah, fentanyl is that bad. So that when people just say, hey, he's on drugs, it ain't your mom, you know, your dad's Oldsmobile from 10 years ago uh, drinking alcohol. This is one pill will kill you on the streets. But on the other hand, let me tell you about CCU students. Like one night we found a person and, you know, it's make the police report and that's easy because for college students and me, you know, we don't look like we go around killing homeless people and they know what's happening. So you make your reports and the ambulance takes the person away. And I remember just saying to the students, hey, there's a cafe there. Do you want me, you know, let's go have a cup of coffee and just talk about this. And these Colorado Christian University students said, no, we don't want to go sit around. There are more people who are alive who are going to be dead soon, mm. and we want to talk to them about Jesus. Mm. And so that happened early in the night, and they finished the evening. You know, they wanted to finish their routes and see their friends mm. on the streets because it's now that bad. Wow. Talking with Dr. David Conner, the Dean of the School of Theology and Professor of New Testament Studies at Colorado Christian University and Faculty Advisor for the Student Ministry, Caring for the Poor, down at the down in the city of Denver, and we're analyzing Mike Johnston's plan to end homelessness. You know, when we come back, I want to dive into kind of the Christian perspective because the we have spent, I mean, trillions of dollars, I think, at this point on social safety nets. Robert Rector from the Heritage Foundation once put this together. We have spent more money trying to address the poverty rate with... Lyndon Johnson's kind of great society, then all the wars combined in this country, and we haven't moved the poverty rate. So what is the Christian perspective? You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> 